the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. coalition of conservative groups where... Our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. I don't know about you guys, but if that doesn't smack of domestic terrorism, I don't know what does. Pleased to be joined back with one of my my co-hosts, Mark Ang, as a political activist. I'm I'm still not quite sure what he does in real life when he's not a political activist. Maybe maybe he'll have a chance to tell us uh, how he supports his political activism habit. And we're especially pleased to have as our guest in the first half, Lisa Davis. I recently attended a seminar put on by Heritage Action uh, titled Save Our Schools, and she was on a panel of candidates that had run for successfully for school board. And even better, one I remember one of the candidates was from Texas in a district that went 70 percent for Donald Trump. And that's. Enough of a challenge, and then they had entrenched leftists there, and they spent eighty thousand dollars in that in his first election. Drew, they drew outside a lot of outside money, uh, but they have Lisa, who is here and was successful here in California. Um, government-run schools, and that's what I prefer to call them rather than the public schools, because there is as other than the money, there is as little public involved in the government-run schools as possible. They do everything possible to uh, limit the influence of the public and the parents. At least in most districts, and maybe at least when she gets in the majority, will make a change in her district. Vladimir Lenin said that, uh, give us the child for eight years, and it will be a Bolshevik forever. George Orwell, the most effective way to destroy a people is to deny and obliterate their own understanding of their history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ronald Reagan, if we don't forget, if we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. Winston Churchill, also on the good guy's side, one of the signs of a great society is the diligence with which it passes culture from one generation to the next. And we see the uh, government-run schools doing the exact opposite. And I remember one of the panelists at the seminar we, we attended was talking about what is the results of the government-run schools. And among young people, recent graduates of the so-called universities and the government-run schools, only one-third are either extremely or even somewhat proud to be an American. And uh, in my view, either fixing the government-run schools and query whether that's possible or getting our children out of the government-run schools is not just for better education than it is, but it is a national survival issue. So with my monologue, um, 
when my monologue there and welcome Lisa to this discussion. Your, your mother, average citizen who we like to engage in is that we call the most important political office. What led you to get out of the safe zone and run for school board? Thank you, Greg. Yeah. So it's so all the things that you're talking about. It's the importance of getting behind education and making a choice. We either decide to fix public education slash government schools or we pull them out. And the problem with pulling our kids out of schools is then we still have our society that will be affected. So if we take all the good families and all the good kids out of public education, where our society will be affected. So it's really important that we stay in, stay involved, find out what's happening, get involved, make changes, stand up, be the voice and be the voice for children because they can't. And I was a teacher for 14 years and my husband and I own a fire extinguisher business together. So I was hopeful that with those two backgrounds that I can make some make some changes and be a help in education. And there's so many areas in which we need to get ahead of. I mean, right now, California says that math is racist. And we, you know, I mean, we just can't, we can't, we just can't stop pushing to fight the liberal agenda and this woke arena that is has been created i mean our we just have never been in a situation where education has been overrun the way it is at this time so lisa um i know that things are vary between school districts and i i think we can all agree that it's either bad or worse or worst with a t Mm -hmm. um what can you give us a feel for your san diego district um uh, specifically where is it in the county and what's um what's kind of the lay of the land there was it getting a lot of the you know woke ideologies because i know that i'm in a conservative area in uh the inland empire and it's uh much more uh much less of this stuff has been implemented as far as the sex ed goes or transgender education and all of that Stuff. So can you give us a lay of the land of your district and also what kind of um, uh, stuff has been rammed through in, in, in a local level for you? Certainly. So I'm in Capistrano Unified School District, so South Orange County. I represent San Clemente. We're the third, um, the eighth largest school district in California. And um, we are still a conservative district and we are working very hard to keep out the sex ed in age appropriateness, right? So there's a time when there's things that should be discussed. There is there is the California agenda that is, you know, the Chaya, which has to be mandated. But if you implement one thing, you have to implement all. So we've been really careful in keeping things at bay, for lack of a better word. Um, and we- Lisa, I was actually involved in some of the early uh, protests in Capo. So I went down to your school district and there, you know, at that time I was living in Orange County and Mm -hmm. uh, um, definitely they, they, they were um, with the Chia uh, in effect, 
they were pushing a lot of the sex ed through already. So are you telling me that in the last two, three years that you've been able to keep that at bay? And if so, I'd love to hear kind of how that has been kept at bay. And, you know, some of the administrators were very weak in terms of, uh, you know, they were supposedly conservatives or Republicans, but they were voting through this agenda. So voting to pass this agenda. So uh, I'd love to hear an update because I haven't been involved in a few years now. Sure. I've been on the board for a year and a half. And so I know that there was a team of families that, and you probably worked with some of those Stapleys and um, Mm -hmm. a number of families that worked on, worked on that. And um, Andrea Dustin, and I, I don't think that anyone felt that, that they made much of a change, but a few tiny steps to keep things to keep things more age appropriate. And I don't think it, if I were planning it perfectly, it is not perfect at all. But if I were comparing it to another district and a few other districts, we're a bit better. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm very very hopeful that we will make a change in November on our board that will reflect more of the conservative values of our communities. What's the current board makeup right now, Lisa? Um, uh, we're, a board of, we're, we're a board of seven. We actually are currently a board of six because one trustee stepped down. And as a board, we voted to wait and have it be on the election in November. So uh, we are too conservative and for less conservative. Got it. You say less conservative. There's, that, can, that can range from, and I know on our local board here in, in Redlands, there's a lot of, there's a fair number of, yeah, they may even be registered Republicans, but they're very moderate and they're very establishment. They, 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 just, they go along. And then there are some, they are committed, le- they are committed leftists. They're, they're in it for, they are in it for the cause. And how would you assess your board, Lisa? We have we have the entire range that you just mentioned. Okay, that's right. So coming back to your coming back to your decision, was there what was there something that whether it was the triple X sex education, CR critical race theory, was there some trigger that said, "I'm I'm going to need to make I'm going to need to step into the arena personally to make right. a change." I, I think it was a bit of all of it at that time. A year and a half goes a little different climate than today. And we were in the beginning of pandemic and the lockdown of schools. And um, I, I've never felt that kids should be in a mask. And they and I have said it from the dais a hundred times. And I do think it's child abuse. And we now know that children are not affected by COVID hardly. And I know we all know that the Every we all know what's been happening with with the data, so um, it's just another way for it's another way for for the left to get in and try to overrun schools values and trying to take the place of parents, which is never a good idea. Mm-hmm. Well. It's not a good idea if you like the country, if you like children, if you like families, if you, if you want to overthrow all three, then it is. And, and there's a, there's a, um, Arnie Duncan, who was Obama's secretary of education, 
It yes. the, the idea that the schools should be, were, were going to be these community centers and that, you know, the, what you're going to have, everything was going to focus around the school and you're going to keep the children in the school as much as possible. In fact, that just as part of what they're doing in Sacramento is the same type of idea. We're going to provide your meals, after school activities, and we're going, yes. to keep, we're going to keep control over your children for as much of the day as possible. Well, the other part that we have to look at is what they're doing and adding. They're starting now to add three-year-olds to part of the K-12 world, right? So now we're adding preschools to the government-run schools. And if you think about what children learn from the ages of three to five, mm-hmm. we all need to get involved in schools. Yeah, they're basically all groomers at this point, right? That, that's their agenda is to groom. And, you know, we had some, uh, you know, this, there was a shocking news story that never really caught on fire, but it was actually a Hawaiian teacher that was um, having sex with his 13-year-old student and then filming it. And then there was a wire issue where he was sending that, uh, that porn, basically, to another teacher in Pennsylvania. So, oh you know, it, it's amazing um, that from Hawaii to Pennsylvania, there's this network and, you know, of teachers that are actually committed to these leftist values. And this same teacher was uh, putting up, uh, you know, on Twitter, just how bad, uh, just uh, how bad Republicans are and that they're the ones projecting their own perversions and this and that. And then <laughs> now he's arrested by the FBI. So, you know, right now, the, the, the shamelessness, the brazenness is out of control, Lisa. What are you seeing in, in terms of the teacher recruiting? Because I know that uh, conservative teachers are getting pushed out or to early retirement and all of that. And then also on top of that, uh, the new teachers that are coming in are being indoctrinated with these training programs to make sure that they are committed to the leftist ideology. What's, what are you seeing on a local level? I'm very interested on the ground level as far as the new teachers you're letting in, the ten, not tenured, but the, you know, the veteran teachers that, that are retiring. What are you seeing on, on the ground in capital? And before right. you answer, before you answer yes. that, we're going we're gonna to take a pause and hear from our sponsor. Who always likes to have his commercial play during the radio show. And you can answer that. And we're going to talk about your campaign and how you were successful in that campaign. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM 590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months. But so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. I have two uh, two guests today that uh, exemplify 
that quote from Justice Brandeis. My co-host, Mark Ang, a political activist. You see him everywhere doing practically everything. And uh, Lisa Davis, who uh, stepped into the arena and successfully ran for school board in the San Juan Capistrano district. And when we left before the commercial break, uh, Mark had asked her a question about what she's finding in the teachers, how much of the teachers are in for the, the uh, leftist cause versus they're bullied or what have you. And we want to talk about her uh, successful campaign. So back over to you, Lisa. What are you finding in your teachers? Thank you. Um, you know, Mark, it's it's interesting. It's something that we're constantly looking at and and me personally and the the other conservative on the board um, and questioning and bringing to staff and navigating what's happening. I mean, you know, school, this is how school board works, right? So this five or seven or three or however many trustees that are on your board are the boss of the superintendent. The superintendent takes direction from us and then runs the district. And so I am constantly questioning and asking and looking into each and every training that we have. Um, We're a declining enrollment, so we're not hiring many new teachers. Um, And yet we have things, I'm sure like every other district, that is put in place so that there is differences in who is teaching. So. With that, to me, no matter what, no matter who anyone is or what background they come from, we need to be finding the best candidates, the best candidates for teaching, the best candidates for anything and everything that we're doing. So transitioning into your other question, as far as the campaign and how that was run and what had to be done, I would, I would say my campaign happened to have been the biggest upset in Orange County because I wasn't expected to win. Um, there was there was a union-backed candidate, and they spent $100,000 to run against me. So I ran a grassroots campaign. I kept everything out in the open. I ran videos that explained my, my views on each and every item that we just, as discussed, critical race theory, Mathematica, what's happening in education as far as making people think something is racist when it has nothing to do with race. Um, and we just, I mean, I'd probably knock 4,000 doors. So I helped people be aware of what was happening in schools and, and ended up winning. How much money did you end up spending or raising? 33,000. Well, that, that's, that's a substantial sum. Um, how many people in your district, how many, or how many voters in your district? In my area, I think we're I because we're um, we're both voted by trustee area, so I think we're thirty four thousand. Uh, that's that's a lot. That's that's a lot. And how many how many volunteers were you able to recruit to your cause? Hmm. Um, it kind of fluctuated off and on, but it really was my family that was the strength of it all. But there were others that you know helped with different parts of it all along the way. That's and I would say for for anyone looking at running a campaign. Get to as many meet and greets as you possibly can, even if only three people attend. Because what happens is if you, you know, open yourself up to questions and you attend different events and meetings, it allows people to get the word out. And then they hear that their neighbor is supporting Lisa Davis. Their 
so their co-worker is supporting Lisa Davis. They are attending a function that Lisa Davis is at. It helps get the word out, even if a lot of people don't attend. I mean, you think you're going to have hundreds and hundreds of people attend each and every, every event, but it's not the case, whether it's city council or school board or whatever it is. I've been to, you know, Congress and there's a handful of people sometimes. So don't get discouraged if anyone's considering running. So what you said, the same goes for knocking on doors, right? I mean, honestly, most candidates think that they can cakewalk through winning and not actually do the work. So I commend you for actually doing the work and knocking the doors. That's actually rare in this day and age. Congratulations. I was just glad that nobody threw eggs at me since I wasn't wearing a mask and they were wearing masks sometimes inside their home. So, you know, (laughs) it's all good, but thank you. No, and that was the best part of the campaign was getting out and visiting people. And I think the reminder is that we are actually the silent majority. And we need to remember that. And I think Republicans and conservatives really need to start standing up and stepping out and acknowledging that there are more and more like-minded people than, than the news. Turn off the news as far as any of that nonsense and get back to traditional values, get back to doing what's right and supporting one another and treating each other the way we should. I love you it. it. When you knocked on a door, what was your... Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis. I'm running for school board. I'd like your vote. <laughs> I mean, I had I had my three points at the time, and they they've changed since. But um, but yeah, I mean, you you know, you need your thirty second um, elevator speech. You need a two minute, and then you need a phone call later if someone wants more information. Because people don't really want to listen to you all that long. But make sure you know your points and you know them well. What was the policy? I mean, your district, I, I'd imagine it tends to be more conservative. Do you have any sense of, of what your, of what the vote, what the partisan breakdown of registration is or how the vote went, uh, Trump versus Biden in your district? Yeah, we're actually pretty close to 50-50. We're, we lean a little more Republican, but it but it tends to we're pretty we're pretty tight, surprisingly. Lisa, what was your margin of victory? Hmm. Four hundred ninety eight votes, less than two percent. Okay. Every door mattered. Every single door mattered. Every vote, really and truly every vote. And the importance of getting people to vote is critically important. 498 votes could have gone either way very easily. I noticed your, your, your flyer and your, your message was, yeah, this acronym BEST, back to school, exceptional education, safety and stability, transparency with a yellow school bus with, you, with your, your name on it. Very simple, um, appealing, a nice picture of you on it, um, but there was no sense of a lot of the things we talked about, CRT or triple X sex education or, or and, and, and no sense of any kind of partisan, you know, I'm the America's first, I'm the America first candidate or what have you. So you, 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 you apparently chose a very trying to be apolitical or at least a part, not partisan mm-hmm. in your approach. Smart. Right. Well, first of all, I'm not political. I mean, I am Republican. I've always been Republican. I've only voted voted Republican. Um, and and schools shouldn't be partisan. But unfortunately, they are. They are. And I, I have been really yeah. blown away at how political schools are. And that's completely unfortunate to me. What's the future but, of the country? 
<sighs> yes, but and, I do. And, but I do and, think and that, that. Yeah, and I do think that the importance of understanding what you stand for and who your representatives are is important. And it's important to know who you're backing and what they stand for, whether it's schools or whether it's assembly women or men or Congress women or men or, you know, whomever. But it's time to actually do our homework and 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 get out there and vote and share what's happening. Agreed. Thank Absolutely. you. Uh, again, you know, Justice Brandeis's quote that we open with every every show. The most important political office is that of the private citizen. And ultimately, the fact that the way the government runs schools are now, yeah, they blame the teacher unions, yep, and the bureaucrats and the people in Sacramento and all those, yeah, totally agree. But ultimately, it's because not enough people and not enough people were fulfilling the obligations of their most important political office. Yes. Thank, uh, thank, I want to thank you, one, is for stepping up and being a school board member and, and, and running and winning. And thank you for being on the show. We'll have you back. And uh, we're trying to recruit people out here in, in the, our area to run for school board. Maybe we'll have you out here with a meeting and you, and you can uh, coach them on uh, the things that, that, that you did and your 16-hour days that you spent. <laughs> but we're hopefully think it's all worthwhile. So yes. um, thank you, Lisa. Mark you'll, Mark, you'll stay with us, and we'll see what other, what other trouble. Lisa, we you're an inspiration. Roam thank about you. the countryside. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Back after this. Take care. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just need extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision. The kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, uh, followed shortly thereafter, shortly thereafter by the radio uh, talk show host. Um, here on Unite IE Radio, um, our talent, like Rush Limbaugh's was, is also on loan from God, albeit in our case, the, the microloan department. We need to be joined. Uh, we had a great conversation with a successful 
uh, California school board candidate, uh, Lisa Davis, who decided, you know, she saw what was going on in the government run schools and decided that she needed to step up and run. And she did so against a heavily funded teacher union backed candidate. And they certainly always have plenty of money in the teacher unions because uh, they understand the importance of indoctrinating the, uh, the, next, the, the next generation. I'm caught by, we, we talked last week in our 4th of July program about a, a, a new poll that showed that patriotism was at a record low, that uh, only 38% of Americans were extremely proud to be an American, and that is a record low number. The previous lowest number ever recorded in that poll was 55%. So that's another... Do my math, get out, find find Mr. Ten. Do my Common Core math, and uh, that's uh, seven. Uh, that that that, should, that would be a that would be a seventeen percent reduction. And then I read that there was a, there was a poll this week which uh, showed that uh, fifty four from Rasmussen, the fifty four percent believe that cheating affected the outcome of the twenty twenty election, and fifty percent believe it's likely or somewhat likely that. Cheating will affect the outcome of the 2022 election. Then you look at things like the trust that people have in institutions, which is declining across the board. Uh, We're talking about the schools that uh, only 28 percent have confidence in the government run schools. And only 11 percent in television news, even the military is now that it's gone woke, is declining in confidence. And I think these are, I think these are, these are, these are national survival numbers. It just occurs to me that there is a sense of, remember the old cartoons, Mark, where the character would run off a cliff and he would keep running until he looked down and then would fall and splat. And I think our country is in, in that kind of, we're st- we're, we've run off the cliff, but we haven't looked down yet, and we haven't fallen and gone splat yet. I'll provide a counterpoint to that, Greg. I, I, I don't think that it's necessarily that bad, because Rasmussen has also did polls on the Roe v. Wade decision and found that most uh, Americans are actually pro-life when you ask them the details about like 15 weeks, first trimester, all of that. Heartbeat, and, and yes. Yeah, so it's it's all in how you frame the question too, because I think I could answer that question and say I'm pretty disappointed in America too, right now. I'm disappointed that we're so far left, so we can't we can't take those numbers and say oh we are marching towards a leftist ideology when a lot of people are actually pushing back on that. Elon Musk is a great example. We have a lot of celebrities. I mean, right now, Bette Midler, for God's sake, is getting canceled because she be- doesn't believe that uh, a man can can get pregnant with a baby. I mean, you know, th- this is this is the type of stuff that the left has gone so far left that it's undoubtedly has created and will continue to create a pushback, bringing more Republicans, uh, more people to register as Republicans. Florida is a great example for optimism as far as uh, Republican registration goes. Uh, Now there are more Republicans in Florida than Democrats, which is the first time ever. And also let me, uh, uh, I I analyzed this uh, 
I, I, I think, oh, YouGov. YouGov uh, did this poll on Americans' perceptions of different flags. The U.S. flag still has an 80% positive sentiment among our electorate. Only 20% feel negatively on the U.S. flag. So I think everyone understands we're in it together, whether you don't like the public policy that is currently happening, uh, whether you're on the left or the right, you still love America. And I think that love needs to shine through in our conservative efforts to wake people up to what is the correct ideology. We still need to, you know, I, I like to be tongue in cheek. I like sarcasm, but I still try to do it in love because we need people to understand they are our brothers and sisters too. But I will not compromise my values just to make you feel better. Even though your your ideology is wrong, I'm not playing that game, which is what a lot of people play. But notice this too, the other flags, including the BLM flag, transgender flags, there's a lot of flags that were pulled by YouGov. Um, they were, no, were nowhere near as positive as the United USA flag. So I wanted to throw that out there. Okay. Um, I, I... I wish that was so, but I think the division on so many things is increasing. And in many ways, the division is worse and more fundamental than and more irreconcilable than at the time of the shooting civil war of 1861 to 1865, where the primary um, factor was slavery. And once that was eliminated, then, yeah, there were still resentments and there were still divisions between the, the regions, but we were able to put the country back together. But when you, when you don't, when, when large numbers of people believe the country is fundamentally a bad country and the founding was illegitimate, and that's what's being taught in the government-run schools and universities, um, I don't think, we, I don't think that, 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 that the, there's widespread common belief uh, in the in in the country, in that same poll that I mentioned, fifty eight percent are proud. That varied widely by party affiliation. Fifty eight percent were Republicans, thirty four percent of independents, and twenty six percent of Democrats. Yeah, we're headed. There's a lot of polarization. There's no doubt about that. And I do agree with you. I think we're headed for a civil war. It's not going to be on racial lines. It's going to be political. Well, the civil war was political, too. And it's uh, the myth that, you know, everyone's racist has been perpetuated out there. So it's really a vic victim class that is really predominantly Democrat that has been destroying our country and basically putting out this negative messaging on a daily constant basis. And that is what we're fighting, right? We're fighting to show a positive message. So we need to, you know, keep that up. But I think things are turning. I do, you know, when a ship turns, it's going to slow down. It's going to take a while for it to go the other direction. But I think we're in the midst of that turning right now. And we're seeing a lot more people that formerly were Democrats that are coming into the party, but it's going to take a while. And it certainly will take longer in California. So let's pray for the best and hope that, um, I hope that the messaging, uh, positive messaging gets out, and that's all we can really do. Well, our, our problems so far transcend politics. So it's not like when 
during the malaise and 19, late 1970s was a bad time for America economically. Uh, there right. was you know, some loss of faith in the, the loss of faith in the future. Uh, the Soviet Union was on the march around the world, but we elected Ronald Reagan and the, the economy turned around. Inflation went down. We strengthened the military and less than 10 and 12 years later, there was official that what Reagan had said early in his administration, the Soviet Union was consigned to the dustbin of history. Mm-hmm. But with these cultural things, these cultural beliefs, the belief in God, the religion is on the decline, particularly among, among young people. We mentioned in the, uh, in the first half with Lisa Davis, that uh, among young people, only a third are either extremely or even somewhat proud to be an American. And they're, they're the ones that have been getting this indoctrination. So I think our, I think our problems are more fundamental. And I'm going to add one factor on top of that, and that is uh, the, the economy. And... I was reading an article this week that in the, after the 2008 crash, the Federal Reserve was able to, just, we're just, we're just going to print money and print money by the trillions of dollars. And that didn't, for a long time, stir up inflation. And they've always got the idea, the politicians came to the idea, oh, yeah, we can just spend as much money as we want to, and we'll, we'll just print money, and it's all okay. Well, guess what? It's not. And that's that kind of monetary Ponzi scheme is, according to what I was reading, is coming to an end as interest rates come up. Uh, mortgage rates are now over six percent. Mm-hmm. Even the 10 year Treasury have for 2021 was around uh, hovered around one and a half percent. And in 2022, it's now gone almost line near a steep climb up to now three and a half percent. And that makes a huge difference because we have this $30 trillion debt. And as the interest rate goes up, the cost of servicing that debt goes up. So we're going to have the economic house of cards may not stand up very much longer either. So and that's what the country needs, Greg. I mean, that's exactly what the country needs. They need to wake up that they've had it good for so long. And that's why they can sweat the tone of Trump's tweets, for for example, and things like that. And uh, let them hurt. That's what's happening. You know, that's uh, le- when things are good for too long. This is what happens. This is what happens in history in the 1920s. You had the roaring 20s, which then led to the Great Depression because everyone had it good for so long. So that's just where it's at. Affluenza is a killer. Yeah, I would definitely not. Same thing. Yeah, there was there was there was a stock market crash. There was a recession. But what made the Great Depression out of it? Yes, was bad government policy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trade restrictions. The uh, Federal Reserve, the the opposite of printing too much money between 29 and 33, allowed a one third deflation in the the amount of money. And then Roosevelt came in with restrictions and um, hampered economic, hampered the recovery. Uh, 
with all Wall Street and government agencies. But, that, but that's a much longer discussion. It, the our situation. I, I mean, I'll we'll, we'll close out this discussion with this, and we'll move on to a to a different topic. Is what we're doing isn't a to use the word of, of the enemy sustainable. I, I don't like the name because they, they use that for implementing their green socialism, but it, it's not. And what happens when the music stops? Exactly. We're going to have to in the next right. recession and you can't finance the debt and the federal reserve can't print trillions mm-hmm. of dollars again to get it, to get us out of it. I'm it not will sure fall what apart just like our supply chain. Just watch what's going on there, you know? And the Supreme Court decided not to rule in favor of, you know, uh, AB, of overturning AB5 because I think they want to see the California fall like a house of cards. Let that happen. Um, a lot of people it's get- sad. But, you know, the, people- the, the people in California, all, I mean, all these idiots that pro- protested Roe v. Wade, while the rest of us that are maybe not as uh, financially uh, fortunate to be able to have all that time to worry about this social issue are worried about $7 a gallon gas. So, you know what? It's going to be a line drawn in the sand of those with the right priorities and those with affluenza priorities. And that's what's just going to happen. You and I cannot control that. We can do our best to guide people and wake them up to the realities, but that's all we can do. Well, we'll leave it there on for that for that part of our discussion, and hear from our our sponsor for this uh, this half of Unite IE Radio All Star Collision, a place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton of the Residency of Party Patriots and Unite IE Coalition. Pleased to be joined by political activist Mark Ang. Um, give, give yourself a little plug. What do you, when you're, when you're not doing political activism, what do you do? I wear too many hats, Greg. As you know, uh, I'm a freelance journalist. I'm a business owner. I'm a financial planner. And I'm also a rancher and a farmer. So I wear a lot of hats. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When do you sleep? Um, Barely. But I realize how important it is to sleep Mm -hmm. and rest. (laughs) Well, one of the the news that, 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 that came out this week is... What propos- the, the propositions in California, the initiatives that are going to be on the November ballot. Um, one is that the, uh, and I'm not sure if they've officially had the vote on it, but they'll, they'll almost certainly get it on the ballot, is the legislature is going to, which can put initiatives on the ballot, and is going to put a state constitutional amendment on the ballot that would um, legalize abortion for the entire nine months of pregnancy for any and all reasons. 
up until from 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 conception up until the moment of birth, and that might be that actually, that actually might be a little bit interesting. We'll, we'll we'll come we'll come back to that one. Whether that's really going to pass here, even in uh, even in California, or have they gone? Are they are they reach, are they overreaching with that? But the rest of the initiatives interesting because they're very they're very narrow. Political self-interest, they're based on political self-interest of the people that put them in on the ballot. There are two competing gambling initiatives, one that would allow uh, off-Indian reservation sports betting at uh, some horse racing tracks, and then another one that would legalize online and mobile sports wagering by federally recognized uh, um, Indian uh, Native American tribes. And these are going to... Because there's so many, because there's so many billions of dollars at stake, there both those those interests are going to spend huge amounts of money mm-hmm. um, trying to get their version of it, so they can make more money than the other guys. I uh, got Proposition Twenty; those are twenty six and twenty seven. Twenty eight will be more funding for arts and music education in the government run schools, and of course they, they're encouraging people to hire more staff, as if. The government <laughs> schools do not have enough employees. Uh, the perennial initiative where the, the union is trying to regulate and restrict uh, kidney dialysis is back. They have, they're back at it again, and they'll spend lots of money between the, uh, the businesses that provide that and the unions that want to unionize those workers. Uh, so we have that again. Then we have another one that's going to be a tax increase of 1.75% on everyone making more than $2 million. And that's going to go for the seemingly politically popular things of more encouraging electric vehicles and charging stations and 20% for wildfire prevention. That that sounds good. Again, it's it's a way to raise money for the special interests they're going to get all of that money. And the last one is a referendum on by the tobacco industry on the, a, the, a, a law that will, that will ban if it's upheld by the voters of flavored tobacco products. And what occurs to me, and looking at this list of all the problems in California that you would put, if you enter the voters, what troubles you about things, the way things are going in California? You're going to get crime, the poor lousy roads, the lousy government-run schools, homelessness, not enough water, all those, not enough water, high mm-hmm. energy prices, and there is nothing on the ballot to address the concerns of what normal California voters are concerned about. It's all either the, the political posturing of the abortion initiative, or its special interests are put, are trying to game the system literally or figuratively, and make more money. Exactly. I think people are waking up to that. So as you know, in our previous elections, we have uh, most of our conservative ballot initiatives winning, like in 2020, I I believe all of them, uh, the conservative side won, because especially with bonds also, you know, um, I think Californian voters, uh, no matter what ideology, are getting fed up with throwing money at the problem. So I think the wildfire one's going to fail. Because honestly, it's just ridiculous. Like, just do, you got enough money 
go do something productive with that money instead of asking for more money from the taxpayers. So, for example, where are the controlled burns? You know, they don't want to burn because there's some like toad that they want to save or some, you know, it's just anything to be lazy and inactive and to do nothing. And I think people understand that about our government and they're slowly waking up to realizing one party is responsible for that because the Democrats are very good about blaming all the problems on Republicans as if we have control over things, just like this Roe v. Wade uh, posturing. Like you said, I think posturing is exactly what it is. Okay, you need another constitutional amendment just to protect, just to uh, quote unquote, protect the right for abortion all the way to nine months. I think that is a bridge too far. I think people with any sort of brain understand that that's overreach. But we shall see what happens in the ballot box, because I do still think that the far left um, extreme part of the Democratic Party is um, overplayed in terms of their voice. And there's a lot of moderate Democrats that are getting fed up. So we shall see what happens there. Now, for the gaming stuff, it's very interesting because, yes, once again, California is characterized by big business controlled by Democrats. I mean, a lot of those gaming um, you know, uh, initiatives is basically corporations fighting against each other. So Democrats, have you really gotten uh, to the heart of the problem of the big bad corporations? Or are you just running against that instead of actually solving the problem and empowering we the people? Certainly by the gas tax, um, not getting a holiday, and even Biden, even on a federal level, they're trying to give us a gas tax holiday, but the state can't do that. That says so much about the corruption and the communism. And the, basically, we are under a very corrupt communistic type of dictatorship here in California. It's crazy. So let's hope that with each election cycle, even if we're not happy with the results, that people start waking up incrementally to just how corrupt and bad this government is. And I think you brought up a great point, Greg, is the fact that the priorities highlighted by the propositions are nothing, uh, are not congruent with how average Joe feels, average California resident feels. So I'm so with you there. Yeah, you, and we'll see. I mean, we, we've watched we, we've watched how things go in California, where the Democrat policies hurt their most loyal voters, yes, the most, and nothing seems to change. Is the, is there a point where, as you said, they will wake up? I mean, you, you look at South Texas, and it has happened. Areas that were just heavily Democrat by 40 and 50 points have, if not, if not switched Republican, they have moved a huge distance in that direction. And will the same thing happen in California? I don't know. There was no sign of it in the recall election in September of, of, of 21. Will there be this year? We shall see. But, but, but this comes back to the California Republican Party. There's no reason that the California Republican Party could not have organized and raised the money and used volunteers and had an initiative that would more water, control crime, deal with homelessness, and energy. You could, you could have picked some four, you know, and, and maybe they wouldn't have passed this time, but if every Republican had run on that agenda, okay, and they do it again in two years, and two years hence, and maybe the message starts to break through that. The Republican Party 
is the party that's going to look out for the working men and women of California. And that's really its only future. And I'll give you the last 10 seconds. Yeah, I agree with you there, Greg. When when is uh, the Stockholm syndrome going to end, right? So let's do our best to keep the word out, keep fighting. And, you know, this is another opportunity. It's not just about winning the election, right? It's about also changing minds in the process and waking people up who will eventually be the greatest ambassadors for us to get to new communities. Because right now our movement is in a silo and we need to break out of that. So thank you for all that you're doing and uh, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Thank you, Mark. And tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite ID Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt or you don't have money to pay your tax bill or just need extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.